we find ourselves in a wonderful time at Pittman Park. I felt a momentum and excitement and just joy overflowing since really last year about this time. We were preparing for our 60th celebration of year in ministry. And what a wonderful moment that was. And then we continued picking up shortly on that with our capital campaign and what great success and continued success we find. And now we've taken on a wildly important goal of 100 children in our children's program. It just feels like there is excitement in the air at Pemmon Park. And so we find ourselves at a time and we're in a series where we are talking about children And you can't help but be excited, maybe even at times overwhelmed, by the energy that children produce. There's a lot of us that would just want to be like, sit down, be quiet. I've been there, trust me. When my four-year-old comes to join us in worship, I'm like stressing the entire time. We have moments where we just experience God's blessing in such powerful ways. And I believe a lot of that is through our children. And so we hear this passage being proclaimed this morning, and it follows in Matthew 19 of Jesus talking about um, his, his love of marriage. It speaks a little bit against divorce. And he talks about being aware of singleness and, and preparedness in that. And then he talks in this passage about his love of children. His love of children. The little children were being brought to him in order that he might, he just might, lay hands on them and pray. And so the children are brought to Jesus. We bring our children to church. We bring our children to this worship time. Right now they are experiencing um, prayer time and mission time, their own kids' worship time. It's a little bit more active than ours, although I saw some handbells that were pretty active out of there um, <laughs> with some dance moves going on. And, and, and I, that's what our kids are experiencing. But we find importance when they join us in worship on family Sundays and they can be part of the communion liturgy. We bring our kids in hopes that Jesus' hand might just rest upon them. And we pray for them. We bring our children. Now you may not have children or grandchildren, but your voice, your presence, your greeting to them can say a lot as you welcome them in. Bill spoke last week about how he got down on his knee and welcomed and received one of the best hugs he'd ever received. When we speak over children, they don't really feel welcomed. We become a bit scary and almost ogre-like. But when we drop to their level and invite them in, through hugs or stickers or candy and love. They open up for a moment and can experience Christ through us. But do you notice in the same verse, 
where it says that they brought the children that he might bless them. The next sentence speaks clearly. It says, the disciples, the people that know where the bathroom is in the church, the people that know the ins and outs, the workings, the disciples spoke sternly to those who brought them. The disciples were the ones that were trying to stop the children from experiencing Christ. I pray that none of us are that disciple. That we bring all the children of God to Jesus. Jared and I were talking this morning and he, we were here early and kind of preparing for all the day's events. And he's asking, so what's your, your big summary of your talk and we kind of went over it and I said Jesus loves the little children and I kind of stopped there and he picks up with all the children of the world and we go back and forth red and yellow black and white they are precious in his sight do you realize that that this song may be one of our our songs growing up that we we learned or we taught to our children, but it speaks a biblical narrative into our lives. And if we ever turn and rebuke someone or sternly tell someone that they are not included or not welcomed, then we're turning away someone from the image of God, the presence of God. We become a hindrance. I pray that nothing like that would ever be in our lives, that we would open wide the doors of this church to red and yellow, black and white, that all would come to know him. But Jesus said, he stopped the disciples and he said, let the little children come to me. And do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. There's another parallel to this in Mark chapter 10 verse 14 where Jesus speaks and and he's got a, a word that adds a little more power. Indignant, he tells them do not stop them. For to such as these is the kingdom of heaven. There are few times in scripture where you can sense that Jesus got angry. One, we know when he tossed the tables in the temple, right? I mean, he threw stuff. That's, that's pretty angry. But indignant, he tells them. There's even a semicolon where he stops his words. Let the children come to me. For this, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom belongs to the kids. We invite them in, we bring them, but we live in a world that stops them at the door. The children feel inferior, not welcomed, not included, not part, because this is grown-up talk. May we never be a church that shuts the door to someone who wants to experience the love of God. But may we open with arms wide, dropping to their knees and extend the love that flows from us, the love of Christ within us, to all the children, that we may see and experience his blessing day after day. Let the children come to me. And he laid his hands on them. 
He blessed them and went on his way. I grew up in a church that had the the kind of traditional model. The children were in the worship service until the children's sermon. And this was a time where the pastor would call all the kids, I think they did third grade and under, to come forward. And it was the quickest moment he could possibly have because he knew if he opened it up for questions, he was in for a world of hurt. Y'all have been there, right? There are parents that go, please don't ask any questions. Please don't ask any questions. My mom was that way. Don't ask a question because I was going to say something. And as soon as the sermon was over, they'd dismiss. And the way my church was growing up, we would all leave and go this direction running because we were going to children's church. And it was upstairs and the stairs were just really right outside this door and you could hear it thump, 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 thump all the way. Thankfully, we went right into a hymn after that to kind of mask some of the noise. But I remember children's church, a time of fun and excitement. And there were a few times where we would go to the chapel, which was set up very similar to ours, but it had a middle pew that was missing. So there was four quadrants, and this made it perfect for Bible baseball. Now, Bible baseball is this opportunity where the pitcher was the teacher of the day, and they would ask questions, and they would tell you this is going to be a single, or this is a double question, or if you got a really hard one, this was going to be a home run. And they would ask questions like, what's the seventh book of the Bible? And you're saying, Genesis, Ephesians, Never, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, you know, you're like, Judges, say yes. And you get to do the, the second base. And the next batter would come up and answer a question. You're trying to get the most points for your team. Well, someone that is competitive as I am, I lived for this. Loved it. But I memorized scripture, I memorized the Bible books of the Bible. I read stories because I wanted to know. Our children have been blessed with opportunities to memorize scripture. In several years, the past year, Bible Black Belt, two of the Bible Black Belt teachers were in here leading the kids in memorizing scripture. I love it. It had a competitive nature. You had to get a new belt, you know, kind of like karate. Now, there was some grace in some of this because we wanted the kids to feel included and welcomed. But now they're learning Bible 101. And they've been working this just past few weeks on memorizing the books of the New Testament in order. So quick quiz. What's the seventh book of the New Testament? It's kind of difficult for you, right? (laughs) We got Corinthians by there. Good job. Our children are learning. They come to a place here where the hand of God reaches down and touches them. It's nurturing their mind and their heart and their day-to-day actions. They are now the examples for us. When do we stop? When did we stop trying to learn the the, the new Bible verses or memorize the, the books of the Bible in order? When did our enthusiasm about Scripture and what God is doing diminish? 
You see, just as Jesus is inviting them in and speaks rebuke against the disciples, the children now become examples for us that we would come to Christ, that he might lay his hands on us. And the scripture says in verse 15, he laid his hands and went on his way. We found in, in study that at the church, we have about 40 hours a year with the children. That's one work week. Well, half a work week if you're counting Wendy's, but, you know, close to it. <laughs> but 40 hours. But parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and fill-in grandparents. You can be in a child's life so much more than we can in the short time that they're here at church. You can welcome them. You can bring them in and let them know that the kingdom of God is theirs. That they wouldn't ever feel his hand leave them because each day they know the blessing of God upon them. And just as Christ went on his way, we now go and take Christ to the world. We don't let a world out there tell them they're not worth it. But we let the world within here, the kingdom of God within us, tell them and speak louder than all the voices outside. You have an impact. Each and every one of you in this room can touch a child's life with blessing and promise. There are opportunities for you to volunteer. There are opportunities for you to give. There's always opportunity for juice boxes and graham crackers. But our children need to know that you care for them just as much as you care for this place and those sitting around you. That their place here is just as important, just as powerful to the kingdom of God as anything that I could do, that Bill could do, or you could do. What are you gonna do to invite them to a place, to welcome them in, that they would know the kingdom of God. You see, we can sing and proclaim that there's something about that name. And that brief chorus can bring us to a moment of conviction where we say, Jesus. But if the children don't know that in your life and experience it in theirs, then where are we falling short? So as we sing and worship the living God, may our day-to-day life reach out to the children around us. You will interact with a child this week those that are graduating, those in the store, those that you see in the restaurant, welcome them. Let them know they are loved and special. Let them know that they are precious in his sight. Will you reach out with the love of God within you to share the love of God with others?
Let us pray. God of grace, God of glory, we know in these brief three verses that the children were brought before you. And Lord, may we bring our children to this place. May we bring ourselves and bow ourselves before you. Never to reject, not based on age, not based on color, not based on financial ability, God, but may we welcome your children to this place. That they would come in the doors feeling blessed, feeling loved, feeling welcomed beyond all belief. That this place is made for them. These seats are prayed for by them. God, our hearts, Lord. And that as we look, we see the children as the perfect examples for us, wanting to have your blessing and following your steps. May we study your word. May it speak to our hearts. May it nourish our souls and may we rejoice always in the precious love you'd have for us. Lord, may we know that the kingdom belongs to your kids. Guide our hearts now that we would continue to experience you, that we would proclaim the holy name and how there's something special about it. Guide our hearts to worship you this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.